In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Last week and this week both, um, the church arranges for us to read um, the parable of the, of the sower uh, for the Holy Gospel. And uh, last week we spoke specifically about some of the characteristics of the good ground. Um, it says in uh, verse 15, But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. Last time we spoke about the first two points about the good ground, which is to hear the word of God with a noble heart and to keep the word. Um, today I'm going to speak a little bit about patience and how is it that we should have patience for, um, for, the, for the fruit to be born in us. Sometimes those who are very zealous for um, spiritual growth and maturity um, want to grow very quickly and they look at the examples of people who are more mature than them, maybe more experienced than them, have been struggling in their spiritual life longer than them, um, and they want to be like them in terms of their faith and their patience and their, um, their spiritual maturity, and maybe become impatient because they don't see the fruits manifesting in their life as quickly as they would like. Um, other people, perhaps um, having lost patience uh, with the whole process, have given up thinking that there is no way for them to attain uh, what it is that they are seeking, or that maybe what God is calling us to be, to be spiritually mature, is something that is very difficult or even impossible in this life that is filled with such temptations and wickedness and darkness. Um, so I want to emphasize this point about being patient, and that the way that God works in our lives is maybe very different than the way that we would expect Him to, or the way that we would have chosen for ourselves. And many of the trials that we face in our life, which maybe we see them as being uh, distractions. We see them as being contrary to our goals, um, hindering us from reaching our goals, but maybe these are actually the, some of the greatest things that the Lord is allowing in our life in order for us to grow closer to Him, and it requires us to be, um, to be patient. So I want to speak a little bit about what is it that we should be patient for. The first thing we should be patient for is that we are waiting for this change this change to allow us to be this good ground. In this parable, there are four types of ground, um, and only one of the ground that the Lord calls the good ground, and this is the ground we are called to be. So if I find myself, if I examine myself, and I see that maybe I'm like the other three types of ground, um, and not the good ground, um, and this causes me some kind of sadness and, and, and sorrow, that I, I look at myself and say, I'm not like this good ground, um, we have to wait. We have to be able to, to wait while we are struggling in order for God to make this change. Um, Job, when he was in his suffering, he said, all the days of my heart service, I will wait till my change comes. Meaning, I, I, even though I am going through difficulty, but I will wait until God makes the change. One thing for, for, for us to understand about the spiritual growth is spiritual growth is driven by the Holy Spirit, just like in physical growth. In physical growth, even though there is, of course, a component that we are called to do, like we are called to eat, we're called to drink, we're called to do things to keep our body healthy, but there is nothing that you can do to accelerate the process of physical growth. A child will grow physically according to the plan that, that is encoded in them, um, the way that God made us to grow. And nothing is going to accelerate that growth apart from the natural process that uh, we all kind of have to experience. So the same is true with the spiritual growth. Even though, yes, we are called to read and we're called to pray and we're called to fast and we're called to partake of the sacraments, and these things are necessary to sustain us, but we shouldn't think that we are the ones driving this process. That in the end, if I, you know, just pray for 
hours and hours every day and I fast you know uh, incessantly without eating any food and then suddenly after a few weeks I'm going to find myself to be a saint no that's not how it works God is the one the Holy Spirit is the one who drives this process and and according to his timing according to his way you know sometimes maybe um, if we were to grow too quickly maybe we would fall into pride and we would have ruined everything that we have been struggling and working toward so waiting for the change to happen is something very important um, in order to bear fruit like the good ground the second is waiting for God's will to be revealed in Psalm 25 it says lead me in your truth and teach me for you are the God of my salvation on you I wait all the day um, sometimes we really, maybe even if we don't acknowledge it or say it directly, um, we, we really don't care about God's will. We, we care more about our will because we're convinced that we know what's right for us. And, and if we're honest with ourselves, maybe we'll find that this is even the majority of the time. We really know, we, we believe that we know what's right for us. We have our goals and the goals are very clear and we want these things. We want them. Um, and we think that these things that we are seeking are what's going to bring us happiness and joy in our life um, without maybe even considering that there's another option, without even considering that maybe there's a downside to the things that we are seeking or maybe the timing is wrong. Um, God is the one who sees the full picture. He sees everything and he knows what is it that we actually need and when we need it. Um, so waiting for God's will to be revealed is an important step in us growing closer to God, trusting his will, submitting to his will, especially when it's not what we like. Actually, submission only matters when we're submitting to someone that we don't like what they're doing. Um, if we like what they're doing, then the whole concept of submission is not really something we, we, we really need to discuss. If, if, if I like what other people are telling me to do, then there's no concept of obedience or submission. It's just, yeah, I'm convinced. I'm convinced that's, that's what I want to do. That's what I would have chosen to do on my own. The concept of submission comes when I'm asked to do something that I disagree with. When I, when, I, when I don't want to do it, when I don't understand why I'm called to do it, that is when the idea of submission and submitting to God's will becomes very critical. And that's really when our faith is tested. Do I really believe that God's plan and God's way and God's timing is better than my own? Or am I so fixated on the thing that I want that I'm, I'm seeking only my will no matter what? No matter what gets damaged, no matter how many people I hurt, no matter if I hurt myself, no matter if it breaks God's commandments, no matter anything, because I'm so fixated on the one thing that I want, believing that it's the thing that's going to bring me joy. So the good ground, those people who are the good ground, they wait for God's will to be revealed. Also, they wait for their prayers to be answered. In Psalm 40, verse 1, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. There are many scripture, there are many verses in scripture where God speaks about the importance of persistence and that we do not give up in prayer. And, you know, we ask ourselves, <clears throat> well, if God is omnipotent and God hears my prayer and God is loving well, and he knows what it is that I want, why is it that he just doesn't answer? Like, I, I, I pray to him, I, I asked him, why doesn't he answer? If it's something good that he wants me to have, why doesn't he answer? God wants us to struggle in prayer. Because part of struggling in prayer, it manifests our faith. Do I really believe that God will answer or not? If, if I believe that God will answer, then I will keep asking, even though it might be difficult, even though it might take time, until God responds. But if I don't really believe that God will answer, then maybe I'll ask a few times and then I will lose hope and I will stop praying and stop asking God, maybe even become bitter toward God because he hasn't given me what it is that I am seeking from him. So God teaches us persistence and certainly the good ground, 
whoever is going to manifest the fruit is something that requires persistence. If you think about a tree um, and a tree that bears fruit, how many years from the time that the tree is just a seed until it grows to the, to the point where it can actually bear fruit? The, the tree does not bear fruit instantly. It doesn't tr bear fruit from the very first moment it is planted in the ground. And actually, you have to nurture it for a long time, and you have to water it, and you have to give it sunlight and soil and all the things, the nutrients that it needs for a very, very long time until it matures to the point where it can actually bear fruit. <coughs> but just because the fruit is not born from the beginning does not mean that it is not on the right path. It doesn't mean that it will not eventually bear fruit. But it requires, again, patience that we are waiting for God to reveal to us what is it that is necessary for us to bear that fruit. Also, we are waiting for God's blessings. In Psalm 104, it says, These all wait for you, that you may give them their food in due season. Meaning, we trust that God has blessings in his hand. You know, sometimes we, <clears throat> we become cynical and having not received from God what it is that we want, we begin to think that God is never going to give me good things. Um, God is not going to give me blessing, and he's not even interested in giving me blessing. God's interested in me just obeying him. God's interested in me worshiping him. God's interested in, in me, you know, suffering, essentially, thinking that somehow God is the source of my suffering. Um, but, but here God, actually, he wants to give us blessings. He does. Maybe we don't realize, again, the timing. Why is it that God has not given? Why is, it tell, why is he telling me to wait? Why is he not given what I wanted at the time that I wanted it? I don't know. I don't know the answer. But he's saying, we wait for you so that you give them their food in due season. The food in due season. At the time that it is right, this is when God gives. And if he were to give us at the time that it is not right, then maybe it would just harm us. Maybe it would have the, the opposite effect of what we are seeking. Like we are seeking good things, but if he gives it to us at the wrong time, it actually will not be good. Parents understand this concept very well. Parents understand very well that there are so many things that children think are good for them that are actually harmful. The simplest thing, maybe the thing that all kids universally want is to use electronics, to use the iPad, to use to watch movies, to do something like that. It's like ingrained in the DNA of children that this is the thing that they want the most in life. Um, and ch and but adults understand that if you allow the child to have unfettered access to this constantly as much as they would want, what's going to happen? It's actually going to cause them a kind of brain damage and mental illness, right? So, so you can't explain this to the child. The child doesn't comprehend this. You just tell them no. Just say no. Can't, you, can't, you can't do it. Whether you understand it, whether you don't understand it, you just can't do it, right? It's, not, it's harmful for you. And any parent who would leave their child to, to access something that's harmful um, you know, without any limits, without any restraints at all, um, that's a negligent parent, right? So, of course, God is not negligent with us. And he sees far greater than what any parent can see, and he knows far more than any parent can know. And so we wait. We wait for God, and we, and, and, and we ask him to give us what is good, and if it is not good, to take it away. Maybe this is very difficult for us to accept. It's difficult for me to accept that maybe my, my greatest dreams is maybe something that God does not want for myself, for me. But... Um, Again, we, are, we trust that God's way is better than our own way. Also, we are called to wait for God to execute justice. Right? To execute justice. Sometimes people, the, the problem that they have is they have been victims in some way to someone else. Someone has harmed them in some way. Someone has um, deliberately or, un or unintentionally done something to cause them damage and harm. And the person lives with a burden uh, not just of the harm that was done, but maybe with the hatred uh, uh, toward those who perpetuated the harm. 
and it's something that is very difficult to overcome because they're fighting both things the harm itself but also the 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 consistent and non-stop thoughts of anger toward those people who caused the harm to me um in proverbs 20 it says do not say i will recompense evil wait for the lord and he will save you meaning even when maybe we are given these we have these urges to want to take revenge to harm those who harmed us in some way or to desire even their harm god says don't do it wait for me and i will give you justice i will give you justice in due time and you know one of the hard things about this is sometimes we don't see this justice we don't see the justice on the earth how many people you know get away with evil in the world and maybe we see that they should deserve you know far worse uh, a life than they have um, and maybe they get away with things without any consequence whatsoever. But again, if we were to understand justice, if truly to understand justice, we have to take an eternal perspective on it. Meaning God's judgment doesn't necessarily have to come here on the earth, but ju God's judgment can be even afterward, right? So, so we trust again that God is good and he is a just God and we wait for him to bring justice about in whatever way, in whatever time. Also, we are waiting for God's reward. Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. Meaning, maybe we, we struggle in our life to do good, and we are seeking from God some kind of recompense, some kind of reward for the life that I have struggled to live. Maybe, again, we see those who are living wickedly, and we see them enjoying different things that we are not enjoying. We ask God, why? Why are you not giving me better things? Why are you not giving me the desires of my heart? Again, we have to have an eternal perspective. The ultimate gift, the ultimate thing that God has granted to each of us is eternal life. And we will begin to reap the rewards of eternal life, of course, after this life is done. So, of course, God is with us here and we can experience him here and we can taste his goodness here. But the ultimate kind of um, consummation of, of good, of reward that God is going to give will start after this life where whatever God gives is beyond even our comprehension, beyond even our understanding. Um, so we are called not to grow weary. Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially do those to the ho who are of the household of faith. So he's saying, do not grow weary. Even though you are doing good and maybe you're not receiving reward you want, you're doing good and people don't appreciate it. You're doing good and you're not getting good done to you, right? And yet the Lord is saying, don't let be grow weary in doing good. Continue to do good and God's reward will come and you will see the 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 result of all of the good that you have done because god god again he says that we will be the good ground and we will reap um 30 60 and 100 fold and god will grant us reward for all of these things and of course the ultimate weight we are waiting for is our time in heaven for our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly wait for the savior the lord jesus christ if anyone truly has an eternal perspective on their life and they're looking toward the very end um, what is it that God is going to grant to all of us? Then we will have patience to wait and endure in the midst of all suffering, of all persecution, of all injustice, of everything, because our eyes are looking toward that, la that, that last day, the, the, the day where we will have unending joy with the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is what grants us hope and patience and endurance to the end. And so just very briefly today, we spoke about some of the characteristics of the good ground. And one of them specifically was to be patient, to bear fruit with patience and to wait for the Lord to reveal and for the Lord to bless. And may God grant us always to bear fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold and glory be to God forever. Amen.